Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXP. You're listening to Crypto and Coffee at 8. Now, how Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is Monday to Thursdays, 8 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. We cover top news and information related to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain and cryptocurrencies. We also follow two news and information related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain and cryptocurrencies. Now this is followed by an Ask Me Anything series, where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain and cryptocurrencies. So let's kick this thing off. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXP and today is the 23rd of September 2021. Today is Thursday and in Dubai and Middle East, Friday and Saturdays are the weekend. So Fridays and Saturdays are essentially what Saturdays and Sundays are to the rest part of the world. And uh, Sunday is the first working day of the week, like Monday to the other part of the world. So if you are a listener from Dubai or Middle East, have a great weekend ahead. Now today we have quite a lot to talk about. We're going to be starting off with Bitcoin's mining difficulty, which has got adjusted and increased recently. We're also going to be checking if Bitcoin can actually be the solution to the Evergrande situation, or can it fix it in the near future. We're also going to be discussing some interesting news about Cardano. They have a summit over the weekend. And Robinhood posted a blog yesterday stating that crypto wallets are coming to Robinhood. So in case if you are a user of Robinhood, definitely great news. And some news about NFTs and it is linked to burgers, soccer and movies. So definitely stick around to this particular episode because we have quite a lot to talk about. We're also going to be talking about two news about UAE. The first one being about Dubai World Trade Center has a tie-up with UAE's Securities and Commodities Authority, the most likely trading of crypto assets via Dubai World Trade Center is going to be a possibility. The other news which is really interesting about Dubai is Mohammed bin Rashid Center has a contactless training and cryptocurrency is a part of it. So if you are in Dubai, definitely great news. The Dubai Expo kicks off from the 1st of October. So definitely Dubai seems to be crypto ready. So welcome guys, it's A-Team, you're in Dubai and you're listening to Crypto and Coffee at 8 where we cover five news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain and cryptocurrencies. How the series of episodes under Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is we usually cover three news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies and some major breaking news, sometimes short and sweet news as well. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East and the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain and cryptocurrencies. This is followed by Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions from 8.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. Gulf Standard Time. So, let's kick this thing off.
Welcome everyone, today is the 23rd of September and the cryptocurrency market definitely looks much better than the 21st and 22nd of September. The price of Bitcoin has gone up and Cardano has gone up by over 10%. The global crypto market cap is currently at $1.95 trillion. Now since the last 24 hours, it is still down by 5.63%. The total crypto market volume over the last 24 hours is $113.98 billion. Since the last 24 hours, it has decreased by 16.99%. And what's really interesting is that the total volume of DeFi has been stable for the last few months. The total DeFi volume uh, as of 23rd of September is $16.29 billion. DeFi accounts for 14.29% of total crypto market 24-hour volume. Now, what's really interesting but not surprising is that the volume of stable coins has gone down. Now, I've been saying this time and again, every time the price of cryptocurrencies tends to fall down, the volume of stable coins increases. What I find it strange is the volume only of Tether tends to increase. The volume of other stable coins is relatively increasing only by a few percentage, but Tether directly pumps up by sometimes even by more than 100%. So the volume of stable coins is now at $89.10 billion. Remember guys, during the El Salvador news, the volume of only Tether USDT was $174 billion. Today, the volume of all stable coins Tether combined is at $89.10 billion dollars and stablecoin accounts for 78.17% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. Since the last 24 hours, the price of top cryptocurrencies has definitely increased. And Bitcoin, uh, since the last 24 hours, it did go below the $40,000 mark. Currently, as of 6 a.m. in the morning, 23rd of September, via coin market cap, the price of Bitcoin is $43,662. Now, it is up by 3.50%. Imagine having bought Bitcoin just a couple of hours ago when it was marginally below $40,000. You would have been up by $3,662 per Bitcoin. That being said, since the last seven days, the price of Bitcoin in comparison is still down by 9%. Ethereum has also pumped up once again. It is up by 7.3% since the last 24 hours and the current price of Ethereum has once again crossed the $3,000 mark. As of today, it is $3,072. Since the last 7 days, Ethereum has taken a massive hit and is down by 14.45%. Cardano surprisingly has gone up the most and it's up by more than 10%, 10.02% to be precise. The price, however, is only at $2.24. Now, with reference to Cardano, something which I'm going to be talking about, they have an event coming up uh, this particular weekend. So the reason the price has gone up is because of this particular event. It's something which I'm not particularly a fan of. Nothing to do with Cardano in particular, but all cryptocurrencies in general. If you look at the price of Cardano over a period of seven days, it is down by minus 9.36%. Now moving on to news about the cryptocurrency world. My question to you guys is, 
is Bitcoin the solution to Evergrande? I'm really not sure what to make of it. Evergrande is a real estate giant from China and they have defaulted by over $389 billion. $389 billion is a lot. What's going to happen because of that? A lot of people who have invested in properties, how it works is people tend to put in a deposit to buy a property. So let's say you put in 20% of the funds. Most likely, these people are going to be losing their property. So I don't want to get too much into Evergrande because it's nothing to do with cryptocurrency. But it did have an impact on the cryptocurrency world. And one of the OGs, that is Jimmy Song, he put out a fantastic video along with Preston Pish. So definitely go to his YouTube channel. It's uh, over 40 minutes long and they discuss quite a lot of interesting information. More importantly, how the impact of Evergrande will have an impact on other businesses and has a cascading effect. And uh, one thing which I was researching yesterday, Tether, which is idly supposed to have 100% of its reserves backed by cash or other paperwork, the research states that Tether has a lot of their reserves in Evergrande as well. So I'm really not sure if that's going to have a knock-on effect on Tether in the near future and cryptocurrency markets in general. So keep an eye and do your own due diligence. Now one thing really important what happened on the 21st is that the difficulty mining got kicked in again. And on the 21st, the difficulty mining got adjusted and increased by 3.2%. Now, it's still lower than in the month of, let's say, May, where it was extremely high. What you can do is go to Cointelegraph. They put a screenshot on their particular article where you can check the Bitcoin mining difficulty from May till the current date. Now, what happened is around May, that's when Elon Musk said something negative about Bitcoin mining. Around the same time, China kicked off the miners as well. That's one of the reasons the Bitcoin mining difficulty got reduced and that's usually not a good sign because it means it becomes easier for someone to attack bitcoin mining at the macro level in reality it's much much more difficult to do that so what i would recommend you guys to do is uh, try to understand how the bitcoin mining works now every 2016 block which is around two weeks the difficulty mining gets adjusted now, talking about bitcoin mining in similar news Ohio is planning to host BIT Mining's new 85MW Bitcoin Mining Facility. Now, Bit Mining Facility or BIT Mining Facility is a Bit Mining Limited has also entered into a joint venture agreement with Viking Data Center to develop a Bitcoin mining site in Ohio. So definitely a lot of these around the mining world. And as I understand correctly, Yesterday, that is the 22nd of September, Bitcoin mining restrictions in Iran should have been restored. So mining operations in Iran should have restarted, which would mean that the Bitcoin mining will keep on going high. Is that a good thing? Not necessarily. Because so having too much of security is not good at all. Because this mining, they are very expensive. And can those funds be utilized somewhere else? Now, Bitcoin's mining difficulty gets adjusted every 2016th block. Since the miners in Iran have started, 
most likely the Bitcoin mining might get a little more difficult in the next adjustments. Anita Posh, uh, who's a podcaster, had a fantastic video with Adam Back. You can check it on YouTube or you can check it on her podcast as well. Adam Back, who I personally think might be Satoshi Nakamoto. Anyways, that's an entirely different topic altogether. During that interview, uh, they were discussing some really important information about Bitcoin mining. And Adam Back, who is currently the CEO of Blockstream, was explaining what is Blockstream doing in order to help the entire mining ecosystem. And one thing what Anita Posh asked, which I personally liked, was that are miners paying a lot of money in comparison to the security offered? The security is great, but the price that the miners are paying seems a little bit too much for the, uh, for the security that is offered. So there was a really interesting back and forth conversation between Anita Posh and Adam Back. So definitely go ahead and check it out. Now what has happened since the last 24 hours, the price of Bitcoin has increased. But as I talked about earlier, Cardano has increased by over 10%. Now one reason why I think the price has increased for Cardano is because they have an event which is taking place over the weekend. It is called as Cardano Summit. 2021 now this is an international event people from anywhere in the world can go and watch it it's completely free of course and it is a live event i will definitely be attending that event at the same time i'm not sure if the price of cardano is going up because of fundamentals or is it going up only because of the news i'm wasn't quite content with how the upgrade on the 12th of September, that is the Alonso upgrade, took place on Cardano. Looks like Cardano and Charles Hoskinson is all talk and very little has actually been done. The update on 12th of September did not make much changes. It did make few changes, but they are still facing scalability issues. So what's going to happen in the near future, they are going to have another event called as Hydra, and that's going to tackle the solution of scalability. And most likely, the price is going to pump once again during that event. Now, Hydra is a second layer solution to deal with Cardano's scaling issues. So I'm really not sure. You know, Personally, I do like the project about Cardano, but it is taking a lot, a lot, a lot of time. I'm moving on to next news that is about Robin Hood. Now, Robin Hood is democratizing finance for all. And they posted a blog yesterday that is crypto wallets are coming to Robin Hood. So essentially what you can do is now you can trade, send and receive crypto all in one app. And Cointelegraph also covered a similar post. In the Cointelegraph post, what they mentioned was that Robinhood made a profit of cryptocurrencies that equates to an amount of $233 million in the second quarter of 2021. The total profit was $565 million. So it looks like the cryptocurrency accounts for 41% of its $565 million quarterly revenue. So Robinhood definitely is getting into cryptocurrencies and as they posted in their blog, the crypto wallets are definitely going to come into Robinhood. Ray Dalio, who I'm personally a massive fan of, he's also a huge fan of Robinhood. So most likely because of this particular news, the share price 
of Robinhood is definitely going to be increasing and the investors are going to be extremely happy with this particular news as well. Now moving on to news about NFTs. Now I have three news about NFTs. The first thing is to do with burgers, the second to do with soccer or football and the third is to do with movies. The first one is a massive news that is burger. Burger King, the fast food giant, has also got into NFTs. They have a campaign called as Keep It Reels Meals. It is an initiative which is in collaboration with an NFT marketplace called Sweet. So you can find out more information on Sweet.io. What this particular collaboration will feature will feature celebrities like Nelly, Anita, and Lil Hari. So Burger King has also gotten into NFT. And the campaign is called as Keep It Real Meals. So NFT is definitely getting into mainstream. Uh, last month we talked about Visa getting into NFT. But why is you getting into NFT? Pretty much every company, massive companies are getting into NFTs. Yesterday we, we talked about Snoop Dogg. Uh, surprisingly shocked everyone that he is one of uh, the NFT whales. Moving on to news about football and NFT. NFT fantasy football platform Sorare raises 680 million in Series B led by SoftBank investor advisors. So fantasy football and NFTs are going to be combining. So absolutely massive, massive news. Justina Chung, who I believe is the vice president of SoftBank Investment Advisors, just posted something via LinkedIn and she also congratulated Nicholas Julio and Adrian Montfort from Sorare. So definitely worth reading through it. Fantasy footballers, I believe, uh, the volume is over $1 billion. So fantasy football and NFT is a completely massive and new marketplace. There is also a project from India. The board members are from uh, India and one of them, I believe, is from Europe. The guy from India is currently in Dubai and they also have an NFT platform called as Collection. Now what they are doing is, and you can check it via the Instagram post, they are doing NFTs for cricket. So they have, they have quite a lot of posts about NFTs and cricket. So sports and NFTs are definitely combining. And moving on to news about NFTs and movies. This is our first one. The first NFT feature film in Asia, pandemic theme thriller, the movie is called Lockdown, will be released as a series of just five NFTs. While NFT tickets will be available for films premiere. News was posted by Marvin Media. So go through that Twitter profile. So this might be a first and most likely there might be other media companies that would follow a similar pursuit. So NFTs are the talk of 2021. In case you want to find out more information, I would definitely recommend you guys to listen to an episode by Bankless. Now, Bankless usually talks a lot about Ethereum and DeFi, but they had really beautiful podcast talking about NFTs. And I believe the episode got released last month where they talk about NFT. And they had two people who go by the Twitter name, Andy8052 and these five. So it is A-N-D-Y-8052 and these five spelled as D for David, E for Elephant, E for Elephant, Z for Zebra, E for Elephant, F for Father, I for India. So follow them on Twitter and also listen to the episode 
by bankless loads and loads of really information so you learn some insider and technical information in terms of sales of nft now moving on to next news Binance seems to be facing a lot of pressure from regulators all over the world. One news that I saw earlier today was that Binance Australia plans to shut down crypto futures trading amid regulatory concern. Now, if you go to the Binance Australia website, they posted on the website a few hours ago. Now, looks like regulations are needed, but they are playing a much more important pivotal role. Ideally, having clear guidelines can boost innovation and adoption and regulation is definitely good, but not to the point that they actually go in and stop companies from existing. Clear guidelines can definitely boost innovation and adoption of Bitcoin, blockchain and cryptocurrencies. That being said, Binance is still the biggest cryptocurrency exchange by a very long shot. And they have the operations in Menor region as well. But 2020 in particular does not seem to be looking like a good year for Binance. CZ, who is the CEO and founder of Binance, is a legitimate leader and really the right person. So we just have to wait and see what the future of Binance looks in terms of you know international regulations and news. Now guys, we're going to move on to the next news about UAE. But before that, I'd like to talk about an event which takes place from the 13th to the 14th of October. That event is called as Future Innovation Summit. Now, in case if you guys are in Dubai, if you are a startup, I would definitely recommend you guys to go ahead and attend this particular event. Now, this event called as Future Innovation Summit kicks off on the 13th till the 14th of October. It's called as Future Innovation Summit Dubai. The Future Innovation Summit is the leading government conference organized under the patronage of the private office of Sheikh Sakir bin Mohammed al-Sakimi. Now, in case if you are a startup, I would definitely recommend you to go ahead and participate in this particular event because it is a unique platform for organizations, businesses, and individuals alike to share their expertise, knowledge, technologies, and lay foundations for future vision and innovation of the world. There will be leading international speakers who will share the ideas and visions on how we can collaborate and improve the life of humankind. The Future of Innovation Summits presents you with one-of-a-kind opportunity to extend the network in your spheres of interest. Now, if you are a startup, there are two options. Essentially, you can either put up a startup pitch or you can put up a startup stand. If you were to put up a startup pitch, you are eligible for a prize of 1.5 million dirhams. The second prize is 1 million dirhams and the third prize is 700 dirhams. Now, in case you want to set it up, drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com. Alternatively, you can also have a startup stand. Now, with startup stand, you will not be available for the prize money. But if you are interested, drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com. Now, the reason why I would like to recommend this particular event is because there would be international speakers, key decision makers from government and international people. So in case if you're a startup, you definitely need to showcase your particular project. This will actually be an ideal platform. 
Moving on to news about UAE, there was an article which was published by Zavia.com. The article was published on the 22nd. So I'm going to be reading this mostly from Zavia's website, UAE's Security and Commodities Authority and Dubai World Trade Center Authority sign deal for trading of crypto assets in Dubai World Trade Center free zone. Dubai World Trade Center is an iconic area. In terms of blockchain, they have future blockchain summit going back to 2018. Definitely one of the best venues for blockchain. And they have truckloads of different events. And they also have a lot of cryptocurrency events taking place there as well. Now, what the news is that UAE Security and Commodities Authority will be handling the regulatory oversight of trading and other activities related to crypto assets in one of Dubai's free zones. Now, this announcement was made on Wednesday. The Securities and Commodities Authority and Dubai World Trade Center have entered into an agreement supporting the regulations, offering issuance, listing and trading of crypto assets within the DWTC's free zone, that is Dubai World Trade Center Authority's free zone, which is currently home to startups, SMEs and corporations. Dubai World Trade Center Authority said it is looking at blockchain and cryptographic technology companies to set up base in free zone to support UAE's push towards a digital economy. The digital economy contributes 100 billion dirhams, that is $27.25 billion, and accounts for 4.3% of UAE's gross domestic product. Currently, there are more than 1,400 startups in the company, uh, with a total estimated value of 90 billion dirhams. More than 90 investment funds and 12 business incubators are also supporting the country's digital sector, and this is based off the government data. Now, in case you want to find out more information about the Security and Commodities Authority, it is SCA, that is Sugar Charlie Alpha. .gov.ae. It started on the 9th of January of 2000. The agency executives is Sultan Bel Said Al Mansouri and the chairman is Muhammad bin Albin Said Al Falasi, who is also the chief executive. When I did go through the website, the last update what I, what I found via the sca.gov.ae website was on the 8th of July. The Twitter update was also lost going back to August. So it looks like there needs to be more information published on the website, on the DWC website, that is Dubai World Trade Center website. There is information about this agreement. So in case you want to go to the Dubai World Trade Center website, go to www.dwtc, that is Dubai World Trade Center.com. Under the agreement, as I mentioned earlier, the Security and Commodities Authority of UAE will oversee, monitor and inspect entities operating within Dubai World Trade Center Authority's free zone. This is great in line with Dubai blockchain strategy. So currently in Dubai you have Crypto Valley that is managed by DMCC that is Dubai Multi Commodity Center. You also have DASA which is Dubai Airport free zone authority that also deals with crypto trading of assets and now we have Dubai World Trade Center. Now my question is, does 
Bitcoin and open source blockchain need governance and regulations. Because remember, Bitcoin was created as a movement towards separation of money and the state, which means that there should be hardly no regulations and governance. But that being said, can clear regulations and guidelines protect investors? And can it also boost innovation and adoption of blockchain protocols and even exchanges and cryptocurrencies and even things like security offerings and non-fungible tokens? Do you guys think having clear regulations and guidelines protects investors? So share me your thoughts and drop me an email to info at blockchaindxp.com. The next news that I have today is about Muhammad bin Rashid Center. Uh, now, Muhammad bin Rashid Center, the website is mbrcgi.gov.a, that is M for Mother, B for Bravo, R for Roger, C for Charlie, G for George, I for India.gov.a. MBRCGI today launched a purpose-built showcasing UAE's leading innovation ecosystem at Dubai's Emirates Tower. The new educational experience highlights the most important government innovations developed to tackle the world's greatest challenge by utilizing data and art to bring innovations to life. Where does cryptocurrency fit into all this? The first topics being explored are cryptocurrency and the Emirates Mars mission. The content will explore reliance on and challenges to cryptocurrency that is they're going to be focusing on mining operations and transfer of knowledge and science through Emirates Mars mission. So the fifth edition of the Edge of Government initiative led by MBR CGI aims to transport visitors to the very edge of modern thinking in 15-minute interactive contact-free education experiences navigated through simple hand gestures highlighting the most important global government challenges. Visitors will discover innovative solutions and how we view, understand, and tackle the most pressing issues of our time. The theme of Dubai Expo is also, this is our time. So the first topics being explored are cryptocurrencies and the Emirates Mars mission. The content will explore reliance and challenges to cryptocurrencies, focusing primarily on mining operations and transfer of knowledge and science through Emirates Mars mission. Now they have a collaboration uh, with a studio called as Ouch. Now go to ouch.tv, it is spelled as O for Orange, U for Umbrella, C for Charlie, and it has three H, like Triple H, that is H for Harry, H for Harry, H for Harry, dot TV. The website looks absolutely fantastic, and the Instagram profile is also really, really unique. Quite a lot of really extremely interesting information. Check out ouch.tv, check out their Instagram you'd be surprised. Uh, this is one of the Instagram profiles which I found it really unique and strange. So definitely a great initiative by Dubai to educate people in upcoming technologies and future trends. So that's all for today guys from Crypto and Coffee at 8 from Blockchain DXP. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, drop me an email to info at blockchaindxp.com. You can also check my website that is www.blockchaindxp.com. If you like listening to this particular podcast, click on the follow button and share the word across. Now for the next 30 minutes, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain and cryptocurrencies. Thanks so much for listening guys and have a great day.
Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXP and you're listening to the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask absolutely any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain and cryptocurrencies. Now remember, Monday to Thursdays, 8am to 8.30am, we have crypto and coffee at 8 where we cover top news and information in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain and cryptocurrencies. This is followed by Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can go ahead and ask any questions that you have in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, and cryptocurrencies. I have a question by Preston, and this is a really, really interesting question. Via Facebook, he has asked, what are your thoughts on Neuralink? Fantastic question, uh, Preston. And now, Neuralink is not related to cryptocurrencies, but it is a project that I'm deeply, deeply interested in. According to me, Neuralink and neurotechnology is the next big thing. And I'll try to explain, you know, how this could be linked to cryptocurrencies. So thank you, Preston, for a fantastic question. Just at a really macro level, what Neuralink is, they plan to attach our chips to human beings. Now, at the outset, this might look extremely, extremely scary, a bit daunting and a bit futuristic. Neuralink is a company by Elon Musk. And if you actually follow Elon Musk, the majority of his time is spent on Neuralink. In one of the interviews, I believe with Joe Rogan, he said that he spends well over 40% of his time on Neuralink. That is his main focus right now. So what Neuralink will do is they're going to attach a chip to the human skull and it's all going to be done via robots. So that's essentially what Neuralink is. How can you link it to cryptocurrencies? Now this is what I think and I might be the only one talking about this. When you log into your Bitcoin wallet, you have your words, the words that the wallet pops in. Now it could be possible that, you know, rather than writing it down, you can probably just memorizing it using that chip. Now, this does seem a bit too far-fetched and a bit too scary as well, but that's probably how you can do it. So all your private key can automatically be stored in the chip. The drawback is what happens if that chip is hacked, which means all of your Bitcoin is gone. Since NFTs is in the news a lot lately, Preston, what I think, and this is a from a Black Mirror episode, I'm not sure if you guys watch Black Mirror, there's an episode where Miley Cyrus is in it. So what happens is that she goes into a coma, but using modern technologies, uh, they're able to scan through her brain and take the music off her brain while she's in coma. The episode is a bit too cheesy, but with Neuralink, that is a possibility. How can you connect that with, let's say, NFTs? Uh, if there is a chip in the person's brain, without actually moving your hands or leg, they may be in a position to do artwork. Now, this could be applicable for existing artists, or there might be people who have certain ideas in the mind, but they don't know how to draw it or put it in paper or in digital format. With Neuralink, that might be a possibility. Now, Preston, this does seem a bit too far-fetched, but I won't be surprised if this thing starts working in less than two years or so. I would definitely recommend you guys to go ahead and follow Neuralink. There are ways, you know, how it could be connected 
to cryptocurrencies as well. And if you know that Elon Musk definitely talks a lot about Dogecoin and has shown a lot of interest in Bitcoin. And uh, he's already been a co-founder for PayPal. So I'm sure there's going to be ways how you can connect Neuralink. And now Neuralink is just one company. There are other companies as well like Neuroport. A lot of areas to look at. And Preston, personally, that's my next area of interest. So I'm definitely going to be divulging. And uh, that's why I'm definitely going to be dissecting loads of information on Neuralink and neurotechnology. I have another question by Ashley was asked how does mining work and is it MLM that is some multi-level marketing now fantastic question Ashley fantastic question Ashley for Bitcoin mining is a very broad topic be really hard to cover that in this Ask Me Anything series now Bitcoin mining is an entire industry altogether so I'll try my best to explain uh, what Bitcoin mining is so essentially what happens is when person sends Bitcoin to someone else, someone needs to go ahead and update these transactions onto a blockchain ledger and that's where miner kicks in. So what miners tend to do is, and this is all across the world, they compete against each other and this is where game theory kicks in. So when they compete each other, all they are doing is they are trying to find out a unique hash code. So they start out the mining rigs. Their sole role is to go ahead and find a unique hash code and whoever gets this unique hash code it gets published and in return they get a reward uh, of 6.25 bitcoins and this reward gets reduced every four years currently the mining reward is 6.25 bitcoins so what is it that the miners do they put up the mining rigs and they want to find out a unique hash code now this particular hash begins with 17 zeros so ashley and listeners, what you can do is go to your Bitcoin Explorer. You can go to any Bitcoin Explorer. First thing is go to the height of a block. Recently, Bitcoin reached a massive milestone that Bitcoin had crossed 700,000 blocks. So there are 700,000 blocks which are chained to each other. So a hacker will have to hack all those 700,000 blocks. And they will have to do it within 10 minutes. And that's where the security kicks in. Now, going back to Bitcoin Explorer. If you go to Bitcoin Explorer, go to height, you would see the blockchain height. Click on the height. Once you go to the height, you will see something called as hash. And in that hash, right next to that, you will see a long series of numbers. Ideally, that should begin with 17 or 18 zeros. So miners are trying to find out that hash and it's really expensive because uh, you know there are entire buildings being set up to go ahead and find this number so all that miners do is they are using the machine just to find out that specific hash and whoever finds it first they are rewarded with 6.25 bitcoins that is essentially how bitcoin mining works as i mentioned earlier again actually it's an entire industry i do have an event explaining bitcoin as the completely beginner level I believe on the second session, uh, which is on the 21st or on 28th, I'm not sure, is when I'm going to be talking about the Bitcoin mining difficulty in detail and everything about Bitcoin mining, how it works. So do try to attend that. It's a completely free event. Now, something which I talked about earlier as well is that Adam Back had an interview with uh, Anita Posh. So check it out on YouTube, type in 
Vita Posh and Adam Bab interview. You can also listen to it on podcast. And they talked some really interesting information. And they talked about MLM, that is multi-level marketing, how people have been scammed. Now, is Bitcoin mining an MLM? Definitely no. But there are some notorious people. What they do is they try to create a pool. And in that pool, they try to have an MLM scam. That is completely outright not linked to Bitcoin mining. Adam Back also has an interesting video with Tone Waste. I believe they put up the video uh, just in the last 24 hours because uh, Adam Back will be visiting Dubai. But during that interview, he said that, you know, the chances of him visiting Dubai is relatively less because of the whole travel restrictions. So listen to the interview by Adam Back with Tone Waste, some really powerful information and how Blockstream is getting involved in Bitcoin mining. To answer the second part of your question is Bitcoin mining, MLM, definitely no, but there are some notorious people who are trying to, you know, have an MLM, that is, you know, they're asking you to refer someone else, then you get paid. So that's what I do, actually, is, you know, I try to tell everyone to go out and try to understand the technology first. Once you understand how Bitcoin works and how Bitcoin mining works, that gives you a much competitive advantage and you know uh, what is MLM and what is bullshit as opposed to what is Bitcoin mining. And actually, I just looked it up. I'm going to be talking about Bitcoin mining on the 21st of October. So if you want, you can attend only that standalone session. The event kicks off, I believe, at 11.30 in the morning. So we can attend only that event or you can attend the entire three-part series. So that's all for today, guys, from the Ask Me Anything series. In case if you have any further feedback or suggestions, drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com. So remember, Monday to Thursdays, we have crypto and coffee at 8, where we cover farm news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, and cryptocurrencies. And this is followed by an Ask Me Anything series that you're listening to right now, where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, and cryptocurrencies. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and have a nice one. Bye-bye.